Welcome to this edition of the IWI's CFITrainer.net podcast. Today, we're hopping around the nation a bit to bring you some interesting stories making news that are related to fire investigation. ABC affiliate WFTS in Tampa Bay has done investigative reporting to uncover a rash of spontaneous car fires involving Kia model vehicles, speaking to almost a dozen local owners about fires in their Kias. The station reports that hundreds of drivers nationwide have filed similar reports, the majority of which involved 2011 to 2014 Kia Optimas, some of which were under recall for a separate engine-related issue. WESH2 News in Orlando did a similar investigation and found that both Kia and Hyundai vehicles were involved in spontaneous fires and that the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has received at least 402 complaints of fires in Kia and Hyundai vehicles. In June, the Center for Auto Safety filed a complaint with the NHTSA asking to investigate spontaneous fires unrelated to crashes in certain Kia and Hyundai vehicles. That same month, the NHTSA stated in a letter to Florida Senator Bill Nelson that it was expanding its investigation into Hyundai and Kia engine failures to include the complaints it had received about fires. Staying with the vehicle fire theme for just a minute, Ford has recalled 2 million F-150s from the 2015 to 2018 model years because the seatbelt pretensioner can generate excessive sparks when deploying, which may ignite gases released from the device. The pretensioner holds the seatbelt tight when the sensor detects sudden deacceleration, which typically occurs in a crash. 17 incidents of smoke or fire from the pretensioner have been reported in the U.S. Fire investigators should stay alert for these vehicle fire issues. Be sure to check the federal recall databases when investigating a vehicle fire and report all vehicle fires to the appropriate bodies, including NIFRS and the NHTSA. Public Works officials in Carson City, Nevada are looking into the cause of a series of fires that have broken out at the Flint Drive landfill this year. Four fires have occurred at the landfill this year, a number that officials say is unusual. Officials are considering whether trash disposal procedures may have a role or if the cause is something in the trash itself, such as larger batteries used in power tools that have been discarded by the public. The department is considering building a concrete pad where trash will be inspected and combustible items removed before being placed in the main landfill. We've talked a lot on this podcast about the intense wildfires in the West these past few years. Causes of those fires have ranged from a flat tire to a teenager throwing a smoke bomb to a spark from a hammer to a deliberate arson by a local resident. Approximately 90% of wildfires are started by people, either intentionally or unintentionally. Sometimes, human intervention can be very slight, but the consequence is significant. We're reminded of that by the cause determination in the Fisher 231 fire, which burned 80 acres in Washington in late July. The investigation by the Department of Natural Resources determined that the cause was panes of glass in a debris pile, focusing the rays of sun onto combustible materials. As always, public education and vigilance are key to preventing these fires, which can quickly grow out of control and become catastrophic. We're going to end our news roundup today with a long overdue salute to the work done by accelerant detection canines. In July, the Connecticut State Police and the Tales of Hope Foundation unveiled a memorial statue honoring canine Maddie, who was the world's first laboratory-validated accelerant detection canine. Maddie was trained by the Connecticut State Police in a groundbreaking program that became the foundation of the accelerant detection canine training and placement effort. 
Accelerant detection canine use is now widespread, and these dogs and their handlers have assisted in solving countless cases through the United States. Some of us at CFITrainer.net were privileged to be the beneficiary of AK9 expertise early on in the effort to create virtual reality fire investigation training when Joe Toscano, who was one of the early proponents of the program at the Connecticut State Police, brought AK9s into the Interfire VR program and arranged for AK9 Lucy and her handler, Trooper Paul Horgan, from the Massachusetts State Police to participate in the filming. A quick tip to keep up on the news yourself, you can set up Google Alerts to deliver interesting fire investigation articles to your email box. Just go to google.com forward slash alerts, type in the term that describes the type of news you want, for example, fire investigation, enter your email, and click Create Alert. Coming up on our next podcast, we'll be talking with Scott Stevens, the new executive director of the International Association of Arson Investigators. Expect to have that in the next couple of weeks, and we look forward to speaking with Scott. In other news around the IWI, the Fire Investigator Health and Safety Best Practices white paper is out. You can go and see that and read it at www.firearson.com. Some other news from the International Association of Arson Investigators. Information that you can get up at firearson.com. Take a look at the website. There's some changes that have been made there. Uh, once you log in, you'll notice that you need to do a few things to change your password, maybe update your profile, but you'll also find uh, that there's a new and improved way to search for people. And there's a lot of new information up there related to training on both the international and chapter level. For the International Association of Arson Investigators and CFITrainer.net, I'm Rod Ammon.